Glory to God. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to give you something that's really been on my heart for a long, a long time of, of sharing, but yet uh, just ministering in different ways. Uh, before this, I just felt like now's the time to release this word. And uh, actually, just God's kind of even shining some light of revelation on it as I'm going through this. And uh, I want us to look in the Bible, in the, the New Testament today, the book of Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter. Paul, an apostle. You know, it's amazing how uh, the, the gospel is spread. If you remember the story of Paul and Silas were in prison. And the Bible says that, uh, you know, they'd been beaten and they, you know, were, were tortured there, suffering in prison. But at midnight... <laughs> they praised the Lord. And at midnight, the jailhouse shook. Amen. An earthquake happened. And uh, anyway, from that, the Philippian jailer, he said, you know, if, if people escape, they're going to take my life. And he wanted to take his own life because he said that would be a disgrace to have left for somebody to escape on my watch. But Jesus, or Paul told him, he said, hey, we're all here. Don't worry about it. And uh, ministered to him. And uh, anyway, from Paul ministering to that Philippian jailer, uh, his house, getting his home, his, his family getting saved, from there, the gospel was spread. And the Philippian church was established. Isn't that amazing? Amen. Hallelujah. God can turn what's harmful into something for his good. Amen. He can use adversity for his advantage, for our advantage, amen. So anyway, Paul is talking to this group of, uh, of uh, people at Philippians, sending a letter to them. And I like this chapter because many people call this a hymn. It was written as a, a hymn, and they would oftentimes sing the words uh, to, to, to spread the news of this letter. And so anyway, this song that he is uh, given today is Philippians, the second chapter, the portion of that, one of the verses beginning in verse 9 through 11 says, Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. The name which is above every name. And that at the name of Jesus... Every knee is going to bow. Every knee is going to bow. There will come a day. There will be those who now think that they don't have to, but there will be a day which every knee is going to bow. And then he tells where. He says, of those in heaven, of those on the earth, and of those underneath the earth. And that every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Amen. I want us to look at Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 12, to go along with this today. And Paul is giving a sermon here, making his testimony clear before a group of people that want to uh, put them in jail. And Paul gives witness, and he says, there is nor is there salvation in any other 
For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we may be saved. Amen. Come on, just thank him for that name today. Thank him for that matchless name. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I want to speak to you today about no other name. There's no substitute. There's no parallel. There's no equal. There's no greater than the name of Jesus. Just say that today. Jesus. Jesus. Sometimes when you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You don't know who you can call on. But you can always call on the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. <laughs> I say this, it's, it, and I don't mean it... Uh, Well, it's not a funny thing, but yet it is kind of a funny thing. But Teresa has raised our kids, and now the grandkids are being raised. Singing that song, there's just something about that name. Bill and Gloria Gaither. <laughs> and they sing it to the best of their ability. I'm talking about Teresa. No. <laughs> you can hear her at night. They know it's time to sing Jesus. Jesus. There's just something about that name, Jesus. When Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote that, Gloria had a narration. I don't have it here before me today, but she said there's just that, that something about that name. And she talks about a mother holding a little baby whose body is racked with fever and with pain and don't know what to do, but just start saying Jesus over that little child. Fever breaks. Things change. Things come to life. They respond to the name of Jesus. And that's what I want to talk about today. No other name. Jesus. Last week I, I shared with you I, the title of what I had was, Have I Got Good News for You? Have I Got Good News for You? Good news. I had use the scripture that the angels gave in Luke, the second chapter. <clears throat> the eighth verse, upon the announcement of Christ's birth, and the angel appeared unto the shepherds and said that, uh, he said, behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which is going to be to all people. Good news. How many of you know we need good news? Amen. The definition of good news was something that's... Uh, announced to us something that had not been known before but a favorable and a pleasant thing we need a bunch of good news amen and he had announced that there would be a savior there is born unto you this day a savior in in the city of david a savior which is christ the lord and he said this is going to be a sign to you you're going to see this little baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger and uh he said at that moment the angel was joined by a company of angels filling the sky and the glory of the Lord shining everywhere. And they began to herald the news that uh, glory to God and on earth, peace. Everybody say peace. peace. And good news, goodwill to all people. 
Last week as I was uh, uh, sharing with you, I had four things that I had experienced that week that kind of let me know that they were just illustrations to go along with what I wanted to give to you about that good news. One was that your loss has been returned. Amen. So the woman who lost a, uh, uh, a coin, she found it. The, the shepherd who lost a sheep, he found him. The father who lost a son, it found him. He returned. The loss was returned. It was interesting because as I was preaching, I could see something shining down here on the floor. I couldn't make out exactly what it was, but it was a lost ring. And uh, anyway, somebody had declared that ring, claimed that ring is actually uh, Dr. Brown. He came up, and I think, Susan, you picked it up, didn't you, and gave it to him. And uh, how God works things out. It's kind of interesting. Your loss has been returned. And then I said, your lack has been reversed. I had some situations, the, a woman who had lost a credit card, I was able to return that to her. But the lack has been reversed. Those of you who have been finding yourselves on the short end of things, everything's going to turn around. It's going to be reversed. I'm believing that. The load has been removed. The load has been removed. We were talking about taxes and how uh, things that are taxing weigh upon you. They're heavy. They're burdens. I had forgotten about another illustration or forgot to mention it to you, but I had some good news that was given to me in the form of a text that someone texted me and said that a certain person wanted to get in touch with me, and then she just wrote, good news, exclamation point. That was her message, good news. That's all she could give, but of course the, the completion of that was great when I found the good news and that your life has been restored. So anyway, as I was sharing about that, the Bible says that, that the angels said good uh, peace and goodwill to all men. The word peace, I, I shared that with you last week, uh, is the word for, is, is shalom. And uh, how, like in 2012, I preached an entire year based on different aspects. It's so great, and I'm sure I didn't even begin to cover it. But all the things were, were peace, or shalom was declared. It was interesting that, that uh, even to the degree, remember when Mary was expecting and she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, who in an elderly age was expecting and, and had John the Baptist in her, in her womb. When Mary walks through the door, it says even at her greeting, the, uh, John the Baptist started leaping within her womb. And of course, what else would she do as, or say as a greeting? Shalom. It was a greeting you gave when you came into a house it was a greeting when you departed. So when she walked in declaring shalom, John the Baptist started kicking and dancing. Amen? Something powerful about that name shalom and what it means. Shalom, I, I, I break it down into 12 different things. It means completeness, fulfillment, health, harmony, happiness, perfectness, peace, protection, prosperity, success, welfare, and wholeness. When Jesus was born, the, the good news came from the angels that all those things had been released upon the earth through shalom. What the Old Testament individuals did in declaring shalom, and you see shalom was actually a manifestation of, the, of God. 
People in the Old Testament, they didn't have the old, they didn't have the Bible to look at. They didn't have any of these things. And so the way they talked about God was the way God revealed himself to, to them. They called him Jehovah Rapha, or the healer, Jehovah the God who heals. They ho- called him uh, Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. They called him Jehovah Shalom. He's the God of peace. So in all these things, there's an ass, uh, uh, a facet that we look at that God reveals himself to us. And so anyway, when they were saying peace on earth, they were saying here's the manifestation of all of these things that you've known about, heard about, talked about, declared, and believed for. It's all in one package. And he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And Isaiah said he's going to be the prince of shalom, the prince of peace. Shalom. If you boil it down to four words, nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen? Turn to somebody and say, shalom. Nothing missing. Come on, nothing missing, nothing broken. And that's what I declare over you today. I wish I could give this whole testimony this morning, but I oftentimes, I say something like I'm talking to an audience that I have no idea if anybody's even watching or not. And uh, this past week, I I don't want to give out everything, but a person, uh, I felt led to give them a message, Facebook message, and just sent a word to them. The person returned a call to me. He said, you have no idea. He said, I was just listening to a sermon while I was going through a store. And I said, I got to call Pastor Roy and tell him what's happened. And I, walked, I looked at my phone, and there you are saying, hey, how you doing? And he said, what I got to tell you is that a month ago, I was, found myself at the Gateway Arch in a place of despair, depression, ready to give up everything. And he said, I found myself, I went there to the gate, to the arch, and he said, all of a sudden, I got an alert on my phone that said, harvest is starting. He said, I turned it on, and there you started talking right directly into his circumstances. He said, I gave my life to Jesus. He doesn't live around here, he said, but I found a church. I got baptized. And he said, you have no idea what that does to somebody. To know that God could use something that you have no idea what's happening, but God's doing it. So even today, those who might be watching this morning, I declare shalom unto you. I declare nothing missing and nothing broken in your life today. For you, for your family, your situation, or your circumstances. In Jesus' name. I know you're probably wondering what in the world, where are you going with this? I said I was going to talk about the name of Jesus, and now here I am talking about shalom. Well, I'm glad you asked. Amen. (laughs) Jesus, in the fourth chapter of Luke, began his ministry after he had been uh, uh, baptized. He he came to uh, the synagogue that day and where they were gathered in the fourth chapter, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. They asked him to read. 
And so he stood up and began to not just read something, he just began to speak something because he was the word that was made manifest. He was the word of the flesh. He was the word revealed. And he opened up a Bible, but he didn't have to read it. He turned to the book of Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the good news to all people, to the recovery of sight of the blind, to heal the brokenhearted, to mend those, to, to declare this is the year of the favor of God. And then he closed that book and he said, today, this is made manifest right here in your presence. And they didn't understand what he was talking about. But from that point on, Jesus began to go out and do what his mission was. Through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he began to heal the sick, uh, raise the dead, cause the blind eyes to be opened, deaf ears to hear, the mute to speak. He began to go do the things that he was called and sent to do. Acts the 10th chapter, Peter standing before a council of people. And uh, anyway, he says that, that uh, the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the good news of peace. This is interesting. The good news of shalom through Jesus, through that man that God sent, God's son, proclaiming and preaching the gospel, the good news of peace. I don't know if you've ever thought about that before. He said, because God had anointed Jesus of Nazareth uh, to do good, and he went about doing good, healing all manner of diseases and setting free the oppressed of the devil because the Lord was with him. Jesus not only spoke it, but he proclaimed it, and he did it. Amen? Jesus. No other name. Are you okay this morning? Are you awake? All right. Make sure the person next to you is awake. If they're not, give them an elbow. So this morning, there's a connection between shalom and Jesus. Shalom and Jesus. There's a connection there. Remember when the angel came to Mary and told her that she was going to give birth to a son and said, and you're going to call his name, what? Jesus. Jesus. There was a need for that name to be released here on the earth. The angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. And he said, don't worry about taking Mary to, to be your wife. He said, for that which is done in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she's going to give, a son, give birth to a son, and you, Joseph, are going to call his name Jesus. After Jesus was born, after the angels had announced that Jesus had been born, that there was peace on earth, after that moment, after eight days, they took him into the, to the temple to be circumcised or presented to the, to the priest. And when they came in there, the priest that was in there took Jesus in his arms and circumcised him, and it says they called his name Jesus. See, it's, a, it's an important thing to understand that that name had been proclaimed, and at that time of circumcision or a dedication, the parents would then at that moment, that's when they would release or declare what this child's name was going to be. It might have been in their heart. They'd been hearing it from the angels, but now this is making it formal. We present this child to the priest upon circumcision, and his name is going to be called Jesus. 
Jesus. Right after that, there was a man in the synagogue or in the temple that day by the name of Simeon, who was an elderly man. And the Bible said that, that he took Jesus in his arms and he said, oh my goodness. He said, the Holy Spirit had showed me that I would see this day. And he said, now I can depart in shalom because my eyes have seen salvation. I can, go, I can walk in peace. I can walk in completeness, wholeness, fulfillment, prosperity, everything that shalom means, I can walk in that because my eyes have beheld shalom. Exactly, in the personal manifestation of shalom. I've seen shalom wrapped in swaddling cloths. I've seen shalom in the form of a little baby who's, come, who's been sent from God. He says, I can go out of this place in peace right now. My life has been fulfilled. Jesus had been decreed in heaven, but now was being declared on the earth. It was an important thing to give that name. There was no other name that could have been given. That's why it, was a, it didn't come from man's idea. They didn't come up with the name saying, well, this is good for our family heritage. This is good, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it wasn't, it wasn't something that earthly man had decided. It was proclaiming the family of God, God the Father, and his only son is Jesus. You're going to call his name Jesus, Mary. Joseph, you're going to call his name Jesus. Priest, you're going to declare the name. His mother, his, his uh, earthly mother and his earth, earthly father are calling him Jesus. And the priest probably took this little baby with blood dripping because that was the first ounce of blood that had been released upon the earth. How many of you know it was that one? <laughs> Come on, think about that. Blood of Jesus upon his announcement. This child is Jesus. Jesus. And Simeon says, my eyes have seen shalom. I can walk out of this place today knowing that I've walked into shalom, the fullness of that. No other name. No other name. So when the angels told this to Joseph, he said, you're going to call his name Jesus because of what he's connected to. Jesus will save his people from their sins. Jesus, salvation. Jesus, salvation. When you declare the name of Jesus, you're not just talking about a, a, an identity. You're not just talking about a person or as an individual, though you are. But it's declaring the realization or the fulfillment of what and who Jesus is. How, how many of you know if, if a king stood before you today and you called him King so-and-so, King Louis or whatever. Attached to his name, we call it a title, but it was also the manifestation of who he was. It was a representation. The word name is in the Greek is, is the anoma. The anoma. Thou shalt call his anoma Jesus. And that name, anoma, means authority or character. It both represented his authority and his character. Call him Jesus because he's going to save. Call him Jesus because he has authority to save. Are you with me? That's why they couldn't understand. Who can forgive sins? How can this guy forgive sins? Because I got authority. 
to do so, is what he says. Right? No man can forgive sins except the Father. He says, no, the Father has given me authority to cleanse, to, to heal, and, and to set free, give salvation for, and forgiveness of sins. So when we look at what Paul said, I hope I'm not mixing it up. I just want to connect all the, 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 the things that are there and how they just are intricately woven together and connected. So Philippians, the second chapter there, uh, Paul says, therefore God has exalted him and that name above every other name. That name above every other name. And he talks about three realms. Are you with me? Those above the earth, those that are on the earth, and those that are beneath the earth. All three realms. He's talking about heaven, earth, and hell. Everything underneath there. Three different dimensions that that name is exalted above every one of those things. It's exalted here on the earth. It's exalted above every name of every cancer, every disease, every known immune disorder, whatever it would be. Every name that has been given among men, this name trumps it. Amen? Amen. Every name. Every name. I remember when I was going through this a few years ago and they said, we don't have a name for what you have. I said, well, I have a name for what's going to heal me. <laughs> it doesn't matter what name you give it because I have a name that is above every name. Amen? And he still does. He still heals. And so Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry, so Paul, where am I at here? Oh, Acts, the fourth chapter, when Peter was talking you have to understand what happened is, is on the day after the day of Pentecost, Peter and James and John and the others were gathering at the temple to pray and to worship. And they walked in, and there's a lame man who'd been sitting there even during the time when Jesus had walked by there. Now, I want you to think about this. Jesus, who is the healer, walks right by the man who needs healing, the lame man that's there. Why? You might wonder. You know, and I'm sure he's probably wondering, how come I hear news of everybody else getting healing? Why is it that there was a man laying by a pool of Bethesda uh, that he couldn't get in the water, but Jesus healed him? Why is it that he walks by here and nothing ever happens to me? But that day, as Peter and James and John walked by there, Peter looked at him, and the man who, who was uh, lame looked up at him and reached out his hand as though to take that Peter was going to give him some money. And Peter says, you know, we don't have any silver or gold. But what I do have is the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, he reached down and took him by the hand and lifted him up to his feet. And the lame man began to leap and rejoice and praise God at the name of Jesus. And he was healed and it caused a big stir among the people because they thought they crucified Jesus. They, they thought they put Jesus in the tomb. They, they conspired and they hired people to tell lies that somebody had stolen the body of Jesus. But that story wasn't holding up because even though they didn't see Jesus, there's people walking around with the name of Jesus on their lips. And in the name of Jesus, they're doing things that Jesus did while he was on the earth. The name of Jesus. Proving that there was no other name that was given 
among men, in the heavens, on the earth, or beneath the earth. And so Peter, when he's telling this, he says that there's no other name by which we can be saved. Everybody say saved. saved. Now, we, we oftentimes just put this in a, in a little capsule and, and we want to claim just salvation. How many of you are saved today? Are you happy to be saved? Anybody unhappy to be saved? I'm glad I didn't hear anything. <laughs> he said, there's no other name given among men whereby we can, have, we can be saved. Now, here's all the connection. I'm trying to put this together. The names, the word saved is the Greek word sozo. Everybody say sozo. It's kind of, it's S-O-Z-O, but you have to say it with a, with a D in it, sort of. Sozo. Every, look to somebody and say, I'm sozo. I'm sozo. Amen. Amen. You declared that. So the word sozo, now watch this. What it means is we oftentimes think that when a person's saved, their sins are washed away, and they got a ticket to heaven. And that's true. That's true. I'm glad I'm going to heaven one of these days. Amen? Just don't want to go today. Amen? <laughs> you understand? Amen? <laughs> got a lot more to do. Sozo. And this is what it means. To save, to heal, to deliver, to preserve, to protect, to prosper, to, be, to make whole. So when Peter says, there's been given no other name among men but the name of Jesus, whereby we can be saved, healed, delivered, preserved, protected, prosperous, and made completely whole at the name of Jesus. Are you with me? I want you to think about that. We oftentimes think of the word sozo, it's broken down to the first three there. It's saved, healed, delivered. Saved, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. Thank God for that. And it goes way beyond. There's preservation, protection, prosper, to be made whole. That's why when we sing that song, I speak the name of Jesus over your situation. I speak the name of Jesus over your depression over your fear, over anxiety. I speak the name of Jesus from the mountains. I speak him from the streets. I speak him in the darkness over all the enemy. Jesus. Come on, say Jesus this morning. Jesus. And when you can't think of anything else to say, just say Jesus. Hallelujah. No other name. Now the word Savior, there's born unto you today a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, is the word sotur, which is, uh, it means Savior, but it comes from, the S-O is connected to sozo. So the one who saves is the Savior, so he is the sotur. He is the one who heals, provides, protects, prospers, makes whole, saves, heals, and delivers. When they said, there is born unto you this day a sotur, in the city of David, a sotur, uh, which is Christ the Lord. Amen? So the word soteria is salvation. Are you with me? 
Soteria is salvation. So it's all connected for the purpose of bringing sozo upon the earth. There is no other sozo given unto men but the name of Jesus. The name that we are saved. Now here's what's interesting is the word salvation. If you take off the Asian and you put an E there, this is from the Latin word, that's where it comes from, but the word is salve, right? Jesus is like a salve. He's the ointment. He's the balm that brings healing. Sometimes if there's a sickness or a disease or whatever it is, just start salving with the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Declare that healing over everything, over your children, over your grandchildren, over your spouse, over your friends. Salve, put the ointment upon them. He's the ointment. He is the salvation. He is the salve, the healing balm of Gilead. Amen? So, as I was telling you, Peter, in Acts, the third chapter, he said that in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Savior, Sotur, faith in that name, this, this lame man has been made strong. And he now stands before you in perfect soundness. So I want you to think about what it is. He said, all I did was proclaim the name of Jesus upon him. All I did was proclaim the name of Soteria through the Sotur, the Savior, and released Sozo within his life. And now he's standing here, he's been made strong, and he's able to stand before you in perfect soundness. Now, all this is connected. The perfect soundness, shalom. Right? Shalom, in perfection, in perfectness, he stands before you. So these Jews that have been talking shalom, saying shalom, waving shalom, signaling shalom, crying out for shalom, he says shalom has made it here. It's come through the Savior, Jesus. That name alone is what brings shalom into your life. That name alone, when you say that name, it's everything, completeness, fulfillment, wholeness, happiness, harmony, prosperity, amen. All these things are released at the name of Jesus. Do you know why the enemy, he doesn't mind when people gather for whatever reason, but when they start gathering in the name of everything that Shalom represents, then he got a problem, right? He's got a problem right there. And let me tell you something, it's more than just gathering in a name as what we do. Well, we're gathering in the name of the Lord. If you don't understand what you're gathering in, you're not gathering in the name of the Lord. When we gather together, we stand together believing God that whoever needs salvation is saved. Whoever believes healing can be healed. Whoever needs deliverance can be delivered. Whoever needs to prosper can be prosperous. Whoever needs success can have success. Whoever has been broken and fragmented and destroyed and broken in pieces can find complete wholeness when we get together. That's why it's important that we get together. That's why it's important that we gather together because we release something that the kingdom of darkness cannot dispel, cannot drive away because that name has been given above that name that the enemy comes forth. Are you with me? Salvation. Salvation. 
complete, full. And I love what they ask him. They brought Peter before the council. And this is the question that they have in the fourth chapter. Uh, By what power or by what name did you do this? What power, what name? Remember what I said Anoma meant? Authority and character. When they said by what name, what authority, what character, what person are you proclaiming this salvation? And that's why Peter said, there is no other name that's been given among men. It's just one name. His name is Jesus. And he said, it's by that name that this man has been made well. Sozo, that's the word that's used there. It's by that name that Sozo has been released into this man. He stands before you today whole. He stands before you today sozo. He stands before you completely saved, not just saved to have a ticket to heaven and glory. He stands before you today whole, strong, complete, saved, healed, delivered. The whole works because of the name of Jesus. No other name by which we can be saved. No other name. There's not salvation that has been given to any other name. Salvation is in that name, in that name alone, in every realm. When you say the name of Jesus, the realm of heaven takes attention. (laughs) When you say the name of Jesus, earth has to comprehend what you're saying. When you declare the name of Jesus, all hell gets upset and it stirs them up because there is no power within them that's greater than the name of Jesus. I've been involved in deliverances before. In fact, you remember Jesus whenever he encountered the man who came out of uh, the tombs at Gadara. The man was, uh, lived there. He was all cut up from trying to kill himself, cutting and so forth and doing all types of things. They tried chaining him up and he'd break the chains. They tried putting everything on him. I sang a song about him a few weeks ago. But anyway, when he, came, when he encountered Jesus, the de- Jesus said, who are you? And the demon spoke out And he said, I am legion, because I am many. And Jesus said, okay, get out. (laughs) Legion, you got to go. By what authority, what power? Jesus. The authority that he carried and his character is to set people free. And because of that, the demons ran out of him, jumped into some pigs, And the pigs ran off the cliff because there is no name in hell that's greater than the name of Jesus. I've been involved in different deliverances before. That's where I was going. And I'd hear them say what their names were and whatever uh, title that had been given to them. And they declare that as though there's something because all hell recognizes them. And I said, I got a name that you might know. Jesus and just start saying Jesus and you watch them demons begin to stir up and you start talking about the blood of Jesus man you'll get them really riled up (laughs) amen three realms I'm gonna close there was a woman you've heard me tell the story 
Jesus was uh, confronted by a man who said his 12-year-old daughter was sick and at the point of death and asked if Jesus could go to his house and, and heal her. And Jesus was on his way. The crowd was gathering around. But someone had made their way and all they did was get down and touch. Uh, he felt something leave his body. There was a power, a dunamis, a power that left his body. And he said, who touched me? Who, who was that? Peter said, Lord, we've all touched you. Come on now, who hasn't touched you? It's a crowd, we're bumping into each other. He said, no, I, I felt something leave my body. And there was a woman there who had understanding of shalom, sotur, <laughs> the savior, soteria, salvation, sozo, what it would mean. And all she did, she says, I don't have to touch him. And watch, I want you to think about this. This woman who has the issue of blood was considered to be unclean, right? You're not supposed to go touching somebody when you're unclean. Are you with me? And here Jesus, he's pure. He's the pure rabbi, the pure teacher. But she says, I don't have to touch him, H-I-M. I can touch the him, H-E-M. <laughs> Amen. I don't have to touch the person. I can just touch what he's touching. And I know I'm going to be made well. I know I'll be made whole. I know sozo will permeate through my body. Not only will every disease, every sickness, everything that's harmed my body in this life will be made whole. And the Bible says that immediately she was made sozo or made whole. Are you with me? Made whole. Saved, healed, delivered. Mark, in the gospel, he closes out with this. Jesus said, guys, I'm getting ready to leave, but this is what I'm leaving with you. Go into all the world and begin to preach good news. Preach good news to every person. And he who believes in this good news and is baptized will be sozo they'll be saved. He who doesn't believe will be condemned. And there's going to be some signs who follow those who believe. In my name, they're going to have authority over the demons, over the dark world. In my name, they're going to speak with new tongues. In my name, they could take up serpents. And if they would actually drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them and they will lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. Sozo. Sozo. Salvation is more than just confessing your sins and getting a home in glory. Salvation through Jesus, through his authority, through his power, through the, what, he has been what has been provided upon, uh, from him coming from heaven to earth has been. If you begin to believe that, folks, you can walk in the complete shalom through the power that he's given to us. How many of you want to walk in that power today? How many of you have circumstances or situations this morning? You say, I, I, need, I need a soteria. I need a savior. <laughs> I need a deliverer. I need a healer today. I need a protector today. See, when you declare sozo or, or Jesus over your child, there's protection. 
We live in a world today, we got to send our children, our grandchildren out in this world out there. How many of you know they need protection? They need sozo. They need preservation. They need to prosper. God wants his children to prosper. The Bible says that he takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. But you got to believe for it. You have to believe that God wants you to prosper. Right? It's not for your good. It's for his good. But it is good for us, though. Amen? It's not just to have our way. It's to have his greater way. Amen? Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to walk in the power and the authority of that. Sozo. <laughs> Sozo. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. No other name. No other name. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord causes countenance to shine upon you and give you shalom in Jesus' name. Amen. I speak it over your coming and over your going, over the affairs of your life all this week, wherever you're at, at work, at home, your appointments, your, your, things, your the things that you have to do. I declare shalom over your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.